Tune in to Idiocy every day, week, month, or whenever we release. We talk about nothing for a second, minute, hour, or longer than you think is possible. But we're here to do the impossible. Cause I'm a hope, he's Walt, and it's time for the Hold and Walt Show. Yeah! So, we're starting now. Yeah. Uh, you know, the listener at home doesn't know, but we've had... Normally, these days, we're a pretty smooth operation, but we've had a few technical... Yeah, a few bowel Difficulties. Problems. A few bowel problems getting going today. But here we are. We've mm-hmm. arrived. We made Half it. an hour late. Yeah. But, you know, what is life without a few trials and tribulations? Mm-hmm. Sent to test us? That's life. That's what all the people say. How are you doing? Good, really good. On um, scale, let's go one to ten. Oh, I thought you were going to ask me my weight there. Or I would guess seventy-six. I think it's more like eighty stone. But, uh, eighty k- kg. Could You're normally you? a little less than that, aren't you? Are you packing on a bit of a lean muscle mass? Well, you know, it's the winter tires. My so my grandmother used to say. <laughs> She, you know, the ro- the ro- if 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 she had a little bit of chub, yeah, uh, or if if we had a little bit of a chub, um, yeah. a chubby, <laughs> chubby belly. Let me be, let me yeah. clarify so that no, there's, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's no misconceptions. <clears throat> um, you know the sort of rolls of fat that you have when you when you sit, and yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. So we should call those winter tires. You know. Yeah, I thought it was a real yeah. term, and until I you, learned that cars get winter tires, it's like oh, your your winter tire is probably like, like my wife's car, like a small, a small wheel. I I've probably got like a full tractor on me, but um, a, tra- a tractor tire just around the around the tire. gut. Yeah, yeah, good grip. Yeah, that is that's that's the only reason why you put it on. If you're around eighty, I think I'm around. 107. Is, but that sounds like we, less than you were before. Does it? Well, I don't know. I don't know. And I haven't weighed for myself for a while. It's springtime. It's it's kind of this thing. I think it's quite common once you've um, had a baby. Um, you, you've had the, a baby? Yeah, I had a baby. I had to push it out. So I lost, you know, a few a, pounds a, then. A fair amount, yeah. Yeah, but then I think in, you know, it's around average... You put on something like a stone in the fir- in the first year, um, of having a baby. Yeah, which is seven seven kilograms ish. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if I was on track for that. Right. <sighs> is that just because there's so much like lack of sleep and standing around, coddling this little baby that kind of keeps crying and pooping? And I don't know. I kind of I kind of think of diet. Um, and exercise it's kind of like a it's sort of a patience thing and a restraint thing isn't it and and um and a willpower thing mm-hmm. and all of that is in a way sucked up by the baby all your patience all yeah. your willpower and everything like that so yeah you know if, in normal times if you think to yourself oh i fancy a cheese toasty yeah that well, would be your, your id would say that goes straight to the baby yeah <laughs> yeah so your id would say <laughs> 
I want a cheese toastie, and then your super ego comes in and says, well, actually, you're a bit of a fatso at the moment, so uh-huh. have a slice of cucumber instead. And then your ego would come out, and you'd end up with, like, a banana in the middle. Yeah. Um, but Right. But with the baby around, you lean slightly towards that devilish side a little bit, and so you'll you'll have the cheese toasty. Yeah, you know, cheese. one for the baby, one for you. One for the baby, one I made, for I made a really good cheese toasty um, the other day, actually. Okay. Shall I talk you through it? Please, we're all about well, grilled cheese sandwiches. It's like an um, American grilled cheese, which isn't something we do over here that much, I don't think. But no. So I didn't butter the bread. It's got to be soft white bread. Just just a um, standard one or something you've baked at home? Cheap, no, 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 just cheap, soft white bed, bread. I think mm-hmm. it's best for a, a toasty. Um, you don't want any of that, like, sourdough or anything like that. No, so a bit that. of butter. That's not sandwich bread. Butter in the pan, not on the bread. Uh, let it melt a little bit. Mm-hmm. Put your first slice of bread down. Um, grated cheese on top. I mean, it's it's not Michelin star stuff, okay? It's not mm-hmm. <laughs> complicated, but uh, so then your other piece of bread on top. Let that cook for a minute until the cheese in the middle is melted a bit, holding the bread together. Yep, it's kind of uh, like, a, like a glue, like a yellow. Yeah, yeah, a yellow delicious glue. glue. Mm-hmm. And then push it over to the side a bit, a bit of extra butter in the pan. Let that melt a bit. Flip it over. Yep. And then that exposed bit of bread. Slight, slightly cooked bread that you've got on the top now. Yeah. Put a bit of extra grated cheese on that. Okay. And then that starts to melt and soften onto the top. Then you yeah. flip the whole thing back over so that exposed cheese is back on the pan. Yeah. And then that crisps up and turns into this delicious sort of crispy cheese outer crust. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you do the same again and flip it again. Yeah. And so you've got sort of, it's sort of like a, a layer of crispy cheese, then bread, then soft cheese, yeah. then your bread, and then your crispy cheese again. It's strange because it's like three different nationalities in one ch- sandwich, one one toasty. Right. Because you've got... American. American. Then you've got the white yeah. uh, bread, which is British. Yeah. And then you've got the French bread, which is just bread fried in butter. Ooh. It was But with, with a cheese on the other side, so it's like... America, France, uh, England, like, yeah. I think it would go really well with a little bit of pickle in the middle or something like that. I could see that. To sort of scan, yeah, then you're introducing a new nationality then, maybe a bit of... um, I think, I think a little bit of tomato soup as well, like a mug. (laughs) Grilled cheese and tomato soup. Mug Mug of tomato soup in one hand and the grilled cheese sandwich in the other, and you dip... The uh, no, is that not? Is that not? Not for me. All right, let me ask you something. Um, how old are you? You're the same age as me. Thirty-one. That's right. Yeah. Would you, as a grown thirty-one-year-old, have a tin eat to eat um, spaghetti hoops? Absolutely not. <laughs> Why not? I mean, what, what? But okay, and would you eat a tin of baked beans? Yes. Yeah. But I would never I, eat the pin tin of baked beans just as it was. I think that's gross. My like, brother does that. He just takes a spoonful of cold baked beans. Cold beans? Oh, fuck that. No. No, no, um, no. You've got to add things to it. You've got to fry some onions. Maybe uh, add some paprika and garlic and 
other spices and then you add the beans and you cook the beans in that and yeah. you might add some extra tomato puree and some lots of other goodness you know it's, well, it's nice to add even sausage or chorizo i only asked because the other day that's what charlotte wanted for dinner she wanted a tin of spaghetti hoops hoops um There's and i said going there yeah maybe and i said no i said no and then so charlotte I, said but think of the baby <laughs> but I mean are they that different to baked beans well they're basically crushed baked beans that have been lengthened yeah, yeah. but we all like what we like don't we I still like to eat I quite regularly eat Frosties and Rice Krispies and if, if you're in the supermarket the aisle says children's cereal oh does it yeah yeah because it's full of sugar because apparently adults need to eat <laughs> oats and porridge and <laughs> avocado on toast for breakfast and yeah, suddenly yeah. cocoa pops are a no-no. Yeah. No, uh, I tell you what, my favourite cereal, and this is absolutely riveting stuff for the listener, <laughs> is is a long lost... There are two, there are two cereals that I just loved and they, they're long gone from the line of cereals. Um... One was Crispix. I'm not sure if you you remember that one. Never it was, heard of it. It was, it was golden, uh, and uh, they were like little, tiny, um, weaved baskets, but not like shredded wheat, more like an actual flattened birdcage. Uh, right. They were just nice and crunchy. So you pour the milk... And you'd eat it as fast as you could because uh, you wanted it to still be crunchy but get the cold, soothing milk. <laughs> right. The right. other option, and I, I like this, but people thought, ugh, gross, was, I think the name is actually just, it's like gold, Golden Nuggets. Golden Nuggets. Oh, yeah, my do, sister, yeah. Freya, really likes, really liked those. Yeah. And, and do, do they still do them? It was like the guy with Doesn't the pickaxe, wasn't it? Doesn't like still have the... like a cupboard full of like the last stock of golden nuggets as well? <laughs> well, she really likes sort of American stuff, I think. Like, mm-hmm. um, uh, oh, Lucky Charms? I've never actually eaten Lucky Charms. No, too sweet. And, and I don't know if she actually likes them. Maybe Twinkies? I, I don't know if she likes them, but... Too too sweet. Uh, for me. Again, never never tried Twinkies. Americans just don't know how to do things like that. I don't think like American chocolate. Really, it's like, like Reese's just... those butternut. I do like um, Reese's butternut. Not butternut. Um, peanut butter. Peanut butter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The chocolate is bad though. Don't you think? It like only goes. It, it only, of it. You can't have the chocolate on its own. It only goes with the peanut butter stuff. It's like sometimes when you have a Kit Kat as a kid, you think these are so normal, right? You have them all the time. Let me try and eat it a different way just to spice things up. And what I used to do, whether it was a Kit Kat Chunky or a normal Kit Kat, is I'd bite really accurately on the edge to just get the chocolate and leave the biscuit on the inside and then just bite around it and leave this kind of... I don't know. It's it's almost like gnawing the skin and and meat off a finger to just leave this like 
crispy bone on the inside and then get that at the uh, You the see, end. you used to do that as a child. Yeah. Um, my wife Charlotte does that now as <laughs> an adult. But what, one of the thing, one of the sort of great life realizations I've I've come to recently uh-huh. is that I am an adult, technically, and and therefore I can buy whatever I like when I go to the shop. Yeah. For, for a long time, I would avoid buying chocolate bars and and things like that because. You, you know, had no money when you're, as a child. when you're a child you're not allowed you have to ask permission to get that sort of thing yeah now yeah. i go into the shop i pick up a multi-pack of kit kats and a multi-pack of <laughs> mars bars and you know what if i want a big bag of frosties and, and someone asks oh you've you must have a big family and you go nope just <laughs> nope. for me <laughs> just a friday night in yeah yeah so i i've, I've been buying a lot of kit kat chunkies and yeah. naturally because i'm an incredibly kind and generous person I'll share them with Charlotte. At least one. But she does what you just said. She'll just, she'll skin it, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she'll leave the wafer. She won't eat the wafer. Oh, no, no, that's a travesty. So we've got all these wafer (laughs) carcasses. Right, and what you do is you sort of, basically you you dry them in an air cupboard and you now have like flammable matchsticks and so charlotte's very creative uh, and this mm-hmm. is probably the same thing that i would do is you glue them together and you make little yeah. uh wafer people ah. and then if you're if you're bored you can just light them on fire um <laughs> set up a little um village yeah in the in the garden yeah. have a break have a kick you could yeah and then a bonfire and a witch trial. Both oh. me and Charlotte, we're really into like witch trials and that yeah. sort of stuff. And... I have an interesting story for you. Uh, according to my dad, in our house in Germany, um, this was my grandmother's house, in a small sort of sleepy town uh, beneath um, a large, heavily forested hill. I think there were some castle ruins or something in, in there. Um, in that house, they used to have they used to have a lock of hair on the wall. I don't know if it was in a framed painting or just like just uh, something, some kind of little box that kept it in. And he told me that that hair was the hair of the last bit, the <laughs> the last <laughs> witch uh, burned alive in Germany. No way. Yeah. That's cool. It's pretty cool. And so he would sprinkle that on our uh, breakfast cereal in the morning when we were... (laughs) A little bit bit of of flavour. Yeah, yeah. I could talk about food, you know, for all the time. That's Mm -hmm. the thing. No, I Um, I, I do like food. Yesterday I cooked a whole uh, beef... Well, a whole beef brisket. I cooked a beef brisket, slow cooked, Mm -hmm. um, in the oven for probably about seven or eight hours. Right. It, it came straight it was in my freezer it came straight from the freezer yeah and this is the great thing about slow cooking some people probably think uh, this is a bad idea i don't know but you put the, the slow freezer. cooker in the freezer to just to save time yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. so it keeps it cold and hot uh-huh and um yeah because i have to cook a lot of vegetarian stuff because that's pretty much what charlotte likes mm-hmm. 
And you um, can't eat so the baby. I, yeah. So I just have a vegetarian meal, and then I just dump a load of slow-cooked beef brisket on the side or something like Ooh. that. Ooh. Wow. I, I've, I've started eating a bit more fish. Uh, I bought myself a rice cooker. Um, ah, yeah, I've heard good things about rice cookers. Yeah, they can do slow-cooked things. Uh, you can you can even add meat in with the rice, um, some soy sauce in the water, uh, an egg and stuff like that, and some vegetables, and it just it just it's like a slow cooker. You mix it all together, and you've got this like I can't remember what it's called, chahang or maybe that's the completely wrong word, but it's um. You can do dishes in it. I haven't done that yet. I've just what I did was I bought an onigiri mold, which is like a plastic um, cup that's in in the shape of a triangle, yeah. and you put the rice it you you know stuff the rice in, make a little divot, and then add tuna mayo. Uh, put yep. it into the divot, add more rice on, and then squeeze it all together, and you've got like this rice ball, and then you add seaweed and you wrap it in the seaweed oh, and you've we... got this like takeaway rice ball uh it's not just tuna mayo you add you can add salt and pepper if, if you so wish but at work they have japanese mayo with yuzu paste so obviously i'm not gonna buy yuzu paste but yuzu is um halfway between a lemon and an orange Mm. or a lime and an orange and they use the the rind to give it this like bam this like amazing citrusy perfume so basically you just grate the the rind of a lime put it in the in the tuna mayo and it's suddenly it's just kind of we we have significantly different opinions on what is tasty food i think because that sounds (laughs) (laughs) well yeah, I I wonder if we should do another Two Truths and a Lie. Yeah. Good evening, and welcome to the 1933 Tripe O'Clock Wireless Radio Telegraph News, where we bring you the week's latest news exactly as it was 89 years ago. This week in the news, cats... Where did they come from? In 1933, the first lion was brought on stage of the once famous Barnum and Bailey Circus. Audience members delighted in the fact that the large cat, though clumsy, was being trained in a large variety of daring surgical procedures. Audience participation was greatly encouraged. However, the cat's paws were deemed too large, and with the great apes surging in popularity, the great cats had to adapt or die. Ever more dainty and nimble cats were bred for the sole purpose of entertaining the unwashed masses, and with the resurgence in popularity, the circus cats were being taught to perform ever more daring tricks. The crowds were wowed as many of the cats had now been trained to perform lobotomies. We have this rare archival recording of an audience member post-show. Oh, it's so great watching them on stage. 
this is my second lobotomy and the things I can do it nowadays just I I can't think of the word but it's indescribable shortly after the recording the audience member sadly passed away in hospital surrounded by his family due to unrelated blood loss Thank you for listening to the 1933 Tripoclock Wireless Radio Telegraph News, brought to you by the Haltonwald.com Association of Real 100% Historically Accurate Library Radio Technicians. Right. We can do some film talk, non non yes. deep. Um, be- Tell but me before we do. I just want to ask you your opinion on something. Mm-hmm. Um, yesterday, I had one of those moments. You know, when you're just sat there minding your own business, and then your brain just mm-hmm. decides to remember an excruciatingly embarrassing moment in your life. Um, and then you yes. just, you, you know, you just sat yeah. there and then you just start sweating. Wait, in your life or my life? Always your I, life. I, I always remember think... both. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, it wasn't that embarrassing, but it was pretty embarrassing. Yeah. Um, okay. Charlotte, this was sometime last year, Charlotte invi- invited me to a wedding um, and I just went mm-hmm. to the after party bit. Um, right. Classic. Yeah, like the evening do. So I... And you'll have to tell me, I was, I obviously just don't know the etiquette. I'm a little inexperienced yeah. in this sort of thing. So I, I put on a suit. Um, yeah. I, I got myself looking quite smart, or a tie, or a suit, and I thought a wedding, and that's what I've always worn to a wedding every time yeah. in my life. And then we got there, and it was sort of mm-hmm. outside in a marquee. Um, and we arrived, yeah. and then we turned the corner, and I could see everyone, and no one else was in a suit like everyone oh. was casual to smart casual. Um yeah. I mean there were there were 12 people wearing flip-flops. Many of them hadn't shaved. There were I think there probably was someone in a f- or, with uh, flip-flops. It was like really casual. Some people were really casual. Some people were no, no one was in a suit. And I had a three Yeah. We're talking summertime? Yeah, summertime-ish. And I and I wow. so and I you know I didn't bring a change of clothes with me. So I had to yeah. then spend the rest of the day, and I'm not a suit wearing kind of kind of guy. I feel uncomfortable in a suit as it is, but being the only person yeah. in a suit, so yeah. I, you know, I took the tie off, rolled my sleeves yeah. up a bit, but everyone knows you're still yeah. <clears throat> in a suit. And then, so a couple of days, yeah. so obviously everyone there somehow. I'm already feeling the yeah. kind of the sweat and the palpitation of just being, just feeling so out of place. Just like so, oh, I gosh. assumed that Charlotte had just not known or not told me that there was a a, a dress down dress code, and that everyone else yeah. there knew about it except for me. Um, so yeah. a few days later, I was recounting this story to my dad and my brother, and I said, mm-hmm. "Oh, I went to this wedding. It was the yeah. evening do." And I was wearing yeah. a suit. And as soon as I said that, they both sort of shook their heads and put their heads in their hands. Uh, so, wait, because why? Because they apparently knew that you don't wear a suit to that part of the wedding. 
What? So now I, I'm confused because I, it's not my first time going to an evening do and I've worn a suit yeah. before. Yeah. What would you do? I, so my assumption is that it's just kind of, you, you go to a wedding. When I go to a wedding, I'm usually related to the person who's being married. There aren't many weddings that I go to. Uh, but if I've if I've been to a friend's wedding as well, actually, the, the, it's it's always been the same. You're quite close to the person, so you go there in your suit, and then you watch the ceremony. You go back to their house or wherever the the, the venue is, and you have lunch or or dinner. You spend time drinking and talking and uh, mingling. And then it, and then one thing rolls into the next, and it's suddenly it's the evening, and there's no quote evening do. It's just oh, you're still wearing your clothes, but everyone's taken their ties off and is a little bit more chill. Okay, but what if you were just invited to the evening bit? What would you naturally? I would dress up. Yeah, I would assume that like ninety percent of the people that's there what I assume are still, you know, in their suits from the day. But then my dad and my from- brother. Say that I was yeah. stupid. So we can we can be stupid together. <laughs> and it was like in the middle of a field, and it was bright daylight, and we were some one of the last people to arrive. So everyone saw us turning up, <laughs> <laughs> and I was there, you know, in like a. I think I had a waistcoat. On everyone was in their wellies, you know. I felt so stupid. It was extremely casual, like uh, potato picking harvest wedding do. I'm a sweaty guy at the best of times, but it it it. Uh-huh. it um, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I, I feel that pain. I, I hate it when that happens when you're just trying to relax and then Yeah. You remember something like that. Yeah. That's just your body's way of saying, you know what, like you're too relaxed. I think you need a little bit of fear <laughs> right now. You need a little bit of you know, excitement in your life. And it's like, Oh, do you remember this time? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, anyway, well I'm glad that you agree with me. Yeah, yeah. It's the one thing we can agree on. Yeah. One of our friends got engaged recently, actually, so maybe we'll get invited to his wedding. Maybe just the after party. now we know what to do. Yeah. And we'll go to the evening do. In our shorts and (laughs) flip-flops. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then we'll be the only ones. We'll be like, no! Yeah. 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 But at least we'll be comfortable. Yeah. Technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. Technical difficulties.
have you been watching anything good? No. Great. Uh, how next section? Uh, I think, yeah. Okay. Let's move on. Um, I felt like there was uh, in the last episode that we did. Yeah. Right towards the end, I said, "Oh my gosh, I've got a new piece of vocabulary." Um, and uh, a piece of vocabulary uh, just show, it just shows right? <laughs> right I've been learning a lot of Japanese lately, yeah. just listening to it in my headphones and I think <clears throat> the more I do the worse my English gets uh-huh. it's just yeah sometimes the Japanese word will pop up in my head instead of the English and I have to like so you're supplanting your English vocabulary yeah. with yeah Japanese yeah. suffice to say I won't leave you hanging uh, verisimilitude oh yes <laughs> yeah yeah um, there was something that I watched over the Christmas period called Attack on Titan yeah Shingeki no Kyojin mm-hmm. and um, I watched some other kind of uh, video on storytelling writing and how to make uh what what what's generally bad and one of the things is verisimilitude like there are two separate ideas um one is um suspension of disbelief yeah so when you're watching say uh what's that one paddington bear like everyone sort of suspends their disbelief that um, Paddington Bear is a real person. You yeah. just assume, okay, like, yeah. we can accept that. Yeah. But there are a few people who would say, no, I just cannot watch anything animated. Like, they, they're unable to suspend their own disbelief to get into the story. Verisimilitude is like the internal cohesiveness within its own rules. So Paddington is a very, like... I mean, I still haven't seen the film, but I, I, I assume he's a good-natured, well-meaning person who improves people's lives. From deepest, darkest say, <laughs> Yeah, he used to be a smuggler and was only paid like £150 per deal. You but, need... Those uh, films are great. Come on, man. you got to yeah. watch them. Yeah, yeah. Paddington Bear. Yeah, uh, so if if... You know, at the end of Paddington, he turned out he turned out to be some kind of drug pusher. the The story wouldn't have any verisimilitude. Like it's just not coherent to its own rule set. And um, Attack on Titan is this kind of strange anime. It's I would say it feels uh, as impactful as Game of Thrones with these crazy twists. Um, that you may have been able to see lining up if you were very attentive um, and they just shock you uh, there are there are deaths and there are uh, reveals like story reveals that really turn things on their heads and it's quite a long that I think there are f- coming up to four seasons now right. the first season <clears throat> was wonderful because it, it felt like that first season of Game of Thrones where something's fresh and, and stuff. Yeah, I've only seen the but first one is, and it was good. Yeah. Yeah. There are, it just there's a, it just there's twist after twist after twist after twist 
that each twist has to outdo the last one. Yeah. And you get to a point where it's just so ridiculous that I think my... I think what broke was its internal rules. Uh, Possibly my suspension of disbelief, but it just got so ridiculous. It jumped the shark. And yeah, and the um the main character really changed personality but towards his best friends that I was just like this this I can't watch this anymore. Not because it wasn't necessarily set up from the beginning, but because his behaviour is so different um that it's not following its own rules and I just gave up, you know, like I just I just couldn't be bothered with it anymore. There are quite a few loose strands as well, so. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. I think you can, you can accept pretty much anything in a story as long as it's sort of established within within the world. I think somebody told me it might have been you or somebody else once, but oftentimes if you're going to have something kind of weird in the story like that, you need to sort of set it up within the world within the sort of first 15 minutes. Mm. Otherwise, you can get what you're sort of saying there where it it kind of like the deus ex machina the the angel that comes out of nowhere that you're like what what i didn't know there were angels in this story yeah yeah and yeah it's, it's so a, it, if there's going to be something intense, like that within the world it's got to be yeah. there yeah from the start like you say yeah that that reminds me of so charlotte and i a bit of a change attack but charlotte and i have been watching the detectorists um, the BBC One comedy. Oh yeah, have you heard of I'm, it? I'm always uh, looking for some new. It's comedy. really nice. It's quite subtle. It's quite quaint and it's quite nice. It's um, mm-hmm. just about these um, two men who are metal detectorists. So they oh yeah, they've got these yeah. metal detectors and they go out to the fields and they and they look around looking for Saxon gold and things like that. Um, and oh, it's just about their interactions with really. yeah. Um, and it's. A really nice show, six episodes per season, but it's got this problem which we've spoken about a couple of times on this podcast, and I always notice it when I'm watching something, where it's setting up the situation, setting up what's going on, setting up the character interactions which have happened in a really like horrible, contrived way. So, for example, it would be something like one of the guys says to the other oh, how did that find go last week? And the other guy says, oh, you mean that find where I found that gold in the ground? Is that the one that you're talking about? And the other guy will say, yes, the one which you took down to the museum, blah, 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 blah. And it's like Mm. such an unnatural conversation where they're trying to force all this information in, not in a naturalistic way, just so that the um, viewer can understand it. And you just think, I really hate it when movies and TV shows or whatever do that sort of thing. Um, yeah, the the so characters ever... are sort of spouting the script uh, just to get to the next yeah. phase of the story. There's they're mere yeah, just a really un there. yeah a really unnatural way of getting the backstory in. Um, yeah, and I and yeah. I always notice that whenever you watch something, listener at home, uh, yeah. sort of try and pay attention. It's yeah. quite common in documentaries as well. Like people just talk really unnaturally 
Well, that's kind of expected in documentary, isn't it? Yeah, no, I know. How how do you feel about quips? Characters who make um, quips in stressful situations. Uh, it depends on the type of movie, doesn't it? I mean, if it's like a mm. a Marvel movie and someone's making a quip in the middle of an action sequence, then it kind of makes sense because that's in keeping with the comic book theme and, and levity and, and humour. If it was a World Robin, War Two movie and somebody just had... spray! Ho- holy yeah. moly, Batman! The- that was a, you know... We better not hang upside down this time. Yeah, but if it was a World War Two movie <laughs> and somebody had just had their leg blown off, and mm-hmm. they're sort of saying, you "Oh, go, you can call me my, Hop Along now," yeah, it would maybe <laughs> not fit the tone so well. <laughs> Hop along now, Sonny, and get. To- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah. it depends. You know, Arnold Schwarzenegger does it. It's fine if. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Sergeant, Sergeant, your arm's blown off. <laughs> Give me your hand, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you gotta play yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why'd you ask? Oh, no, I was just making polite conversation. Uh, <laughs> no, it just. <laughs> uh, no, I just wanted to get your take on it. Um, yeah. So I, I, yeah. I tend to watch uh, movie review stuff uh, on the internet. More than I actually watch movies. Um, well, I listened. I, I think I said last time I listened to the Commode Mayo podcast, um, yeah. which is basically just a film review podcast. Just because I like to yeah. hear hear them talking about it. Um, yeah, I did have one film to talk about, which is pretty okay, much okay. Go, go. We don't watch many movies at the moment for obvious reasons. Um, yeah, I mean the baby is probably not quite there. Yeah, ready for. But I went. I went to see in the cinema. Um, Avatar, the way of water. Ah, yes, I've been. I really want to see it because I want to. You make haven't my own seen mind it. Up. I haven't. Uh, well, because it's like now the third highest-grossing movie of all time. You must be one of the very few people who has not been to see it. I guess we'll have more feet on the ground. Do you think we need to say that we've had to take a hiatus or? Oh, we just have technical difficulties, you know. Uh, yeah, we had technical yeah. difficulties. Alan's, Alan lives in London. You'd think he'd have good internet. Yeah, the technical difficulties only lasted two weeks, so it's yeah. fine. It's only yeah. been a mere... We've just been sat here waiting. And in that time, weeks. I mean, of course I've watched Avatar... Actually, no, I didn't. I couldn't find a cinema that was still playing it, so I've, I've missed out. So um, you didn't go to the cinema to watch, I think, what is now the third highest grossing movie of all time. The Way of Water. Behind two of James Cameron's other movies. Uh, Titanic Splash and <laughs> Avatar, the 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 last bender. 
And it's like well, a hangover type comedy movie about someone getting really drunk. I uh, you you've not missed out much, I don't think. Yeah, I'm I'm glad because I thought you were going to say what? What? Well, I How think, could you? But uh, I've heard from people it's a bit okay. Meh. I mean, I do think that you should have seen it in the cinema, but I don't think right. that you've dramatically missed out. So especially okay. if you saw the first one. It's, so it's, morally speaking, it's wrong, right? And there's going to be at least two more. I think maybe three more of them. Oh anyway. really? So they you're going to down Pocahontas. You know, uh, even even yeah. Pocahontas was more nuanced. So I won't spend too long on Avatar because you haven't seen. But did you see the first one? I did. What did you think of that? Truth, truth be told, I really enjoyed the first one. Yeah, I, I... yeah. There, there's loads of criticism that I heard afterwards, and I thought, yeah, yeah, okay, but like, the experience. I re- I had a lovely time. I, I I saw it in the IMAX. It was in cool. 3D, um, and it was nuts. I don't know. I just I I was caught in the swells and uh, you know the of the music and the action on scene. Uh, the action in the scenes. Avatar is a weird one because you only ever <laughs> tend to read negative takes on it but it's the you know the highest grossing movie of all time so obviously some people must <laughs> yeah like it but why like well in, i liked in, it because... as in no why is it the highest of all time is it just word of mouth people say well oh, james cameron is it a was big... great people want to see it went... because of james cameron i think it took something like three quarters of its um uh Money abroad, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like um, in foreign territories. How? Uh, I don't think it. Uh, I think it made a lot of money from repeat viewings as well. People watching it and then they enjoy being in that world because it it does create. What's the name of the uh, Pandora? Mm-hmm. It does create that world very well, and I do think, particularly with the first one, you get, you know, his first time flying. And his first experience of being in this body and entering mm. this tribe, and you—it is very kind of immersive, and I think a lot of people enjoy that and they enjoy spending time in that world. So they they went back and watched it multiple times, yeah, and things like that. And also, it released in IMAX and 3D, so I think the ticket prices were quite expensive as well. Yeah, um, um the the one criticism I remembered was just. The in Pocahontas it's gold, uh, you know they're after gold. In Avatar they're after a special ore that's imaginatively named unobtainium. Well, I've recently learned that I think unobtainium is actually a real thing. Oh what? Okay, well then then, then my there, there criticism is, actually, is annihilated. Well, if that's I don't actually... know. I think there is actually a material called unobtainium. I, it, it, it is stupid. But I think that the story it's, needs... Go on. It, so just here on Wikipedia, unobtainium is a term used in fiction, engineering, and common situations for a material ideal for a particular application, but impractically hard to get. Okay, so it's like a, it's a real term. It's an engineering term, but it's kind of fantasy. 
they could have come up with a better yeah word yeah but my opinion on the my feeling on the story is they it's such an expensive movie and there's Mm -hmm. so much going on that you have to kind of make a, a pretty simple straightforward black and white kind of story because if the story becomes too complex, you're going to start turning people off and they need to make that money. And that's not what the film's about, really. Yeah. Particularly when they're going to be making four or five of them. You've got time to, to flesh out a story. But that kind of takes us on to this, this new one. Yeah. So in terms... So good points. The CGI is... you know Unobtainium. It's still the best ever. You know, it's it's like mm. the first Avatar, but better. Um, lots of water. Yeah. Lots of well foliage. They don't call it the way for nothing. Lots of <laughs> yeah, lots of um, you know blue people. Uh, Smurfs. It is impressive. The story, I think, is worse than the first. Right. It seems pretty stupid because this isn't spoiler territory. They obviously Uh have the first one. They're in the forest. They're forest people. They're forest. Let me guess. Wait, wait. The second one (laughs) is in the well near Uh, the water. Is it? um, I mean, it could be rain clouds. Well, they have. They have to get to the water. Yeah. So that's like the first twenty or thirty minutes of the movie is the most contrived possible reason. For them to mm-hmm. leave their tribe and go uh-huh. and join a water tribe, they run out of water. No, no, it's because it's in the it's just So Jake Sully is the main guy. Yep. Uh, and he's Jake got his family, Sully. so he's got a few children now. Oh, wow! Um, and he's worried that they're going that the sky people, the humans, are uh, they're tracking him down, <clears throat> and they're worried that. He's worried that they're going to find him in the forest. Yeah. And so he decides to take them away somewhere else so that they won't be able to track them and find them. And uh, naturally, you know, the ocean blocks any radio waves. Well, so, I mean, it's just, it's so dumb. It's so dumb because it was obvious that they would be able to find them. If if you were Jake's in real life, you'd think, okay, they'll probably find us there. And then Mm -hmm. they're not even where they're most well adapted to be. Yeah. You know, all these people who live by the sea, they've got like big flippery hands and all that sort of thing. Yeah, gross. Oh, anyway. (laughs) So that that was a stupid start. (laughs) Yeah. The kind of the dialogue and the... The, the writing, the interactions between characters, particularly that. So there's more youths in this one. Yeah. So you, they've got children. Um, Question: Is it similar to that um, the detectorists type of dialogue, where it's, oh, do you remember that thing you did last week? That on. Oh. Yeah, that happens a lot, particularly in is some it, of the early conversations. Is there a technical term for that, or is it just bad dialogue? I, I don't know. Like. <clears throat> It was a while ago that I saw it, but it was scripted. An example would be like he would be saying to his children, "You know, we never go into the forest." I told you seven times last year. Every time you went, to, and he's like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then the next thing they do is go into the forest. It's like there's... 
it would be like in real life if you went up to your mum. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, Which I never do, ever, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you and you said... To, so the, if the aim of the movie is to establish that you're like a 30-year-old man mm-hmm. yeah. who um, is working at a Japanese restaurant. Right. That's all stuff which your mum would probably already know. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. then you walk up to her and just have a random conversation and say, oh, wow, I mean, remember when you gave birth to me 30 years ago? Did you uh-huh. ever expect me to be working in a Japanese restaurant? And she'd, like, she'd be like, no, and now you've been working there for two months. I can't believe it. Yeah. It, that, that's just such an... Uh, it's like, who... Be, who yeah. So, yeah, it's so unrealistic. And that, that sort of... And we're just going to confuse the CIA bugs that are in our house. They're like, oh, oh yeah, they're they're, they're talking naturally. That's a normal family interaction. (laughs) And that does happen in Avatar because there's quite a long period between the two movies. So you do get that a lot. The same as in The Detectors. Right, Um, right. But then, do you remember that time that I gave birth to you and you ran out into the forest for the eighth time and I smacked you over the head? Well, don't do it again. And the sort of the language and the way that the the sort of teenagers, the way that they talk to each other, is so unbelievable. It's it does sound like an old person writing how they might think. Oh really? Like sick in it in it. Yeah, bruv. Lit- yeah, literally. Yeah, bruv in it. It's hard to wait. When you say literally, do you mean literally? They've used words like "bruv," yeah, "cuz," "bruv," stuff like that. Oh God, James yeah. Cameron, get with the times. Yeah, well, I don't know if he. Them words are words are old. In James Bond, Phoebe um, Waller Bridge is credited as a writer. Mm-hmm. But I think what she did is she came in and she sort of pepped up the dialogue. You know, right. made it sound more natural, more quippy, things like that. They needed yeah. someone like that to come into this, to come in and just sort of look at the dialogue and say, that's not how people speak. You know, like a Londoner or whoever they're supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. Demo- I mean, these like Londoners living right next to the ocean in Pandora. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it just is so unnatural. Mm-hmm. Especially since they're supposed to be kind of based around, I don't know, African tribes or something. Mm-hmm. That you feel like that's not how they would talk. Yeah, yeah. Are you sure it's not Native American, or did they base anything on that? Or um, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just thinking. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, I wanted to ask you. Seal of but- approval. Mm. Worth sixteen pounds, seventeen pounds. How much was it? Oh, well, at my cinema, it was five pounds. Oh, damn! But you know, so dialogue's bad. Story is pretty mm-hmm. bad. Mm-hmm. Oh, and there's no unobtainium in this one. They don't care about unobtainium. Well, that's anymore. the best part. But no, the thing that they're going after now is even more stupid. Is it just Jake Sully? It's something in whale brains. So they have to kill the whales. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, because there's some... I, I don't know how they found out, but there's something inside a whale brain which is worth it, vast sums of money. You mean like the fat and the nutrients? 
Yeah, it's so, <laughs> I can't even remember. It was so stupid. Yeah. Um, it's Grey Obtanium. And Jermaine Clements is in there as well. His really? What, is, just as like a Flight of the Concord? It's just singing he, in the background. He's just sort of there as like a... He's one of the scientists taking the stuff from the whale brains, but he's really unhappy about it because it's morally bad, but he needs yeah. the science or oh, i don't know it's, it's just, oh i mean there's a lot of science that gets done on animals and it's like yeah they get killed skinned brain scans well know, that's what the that movie's all. about it's about kind of um uh you know man versus nature it's very mm-hmm, allegorical mm-hmm. but it's still worth watching i think just for the visuals yeah Ignore the story. If you want a good man versus nature movie uh, that is unbiased, I recommend Princess Mononoke, which is uh, Mononoke Hime, uh, the Japanese uh, Studio Ghibli film. And yes. uh, I can explain my thoughts on that another time. Uh, but you mentioned that there was a game we still had yet to play. Oh, and just so you know, I think in the next Avatar... They go into like the Fire Nation or something like that. Yes. Yeah. That sounds then, about right. I heard somebody on say once bender. that it's following the the original Mario game levels. Like apparently Is the it? first Mario was sort of in the forest. <clears throat> the first level was, was sort of in the forest. Oh, well, I, I thought he remember was in this the air. Like, what do you mean in He's, the air? He... Well, in one uh, one I think I had one of the Mario games. Oh, I see what you mean. And then he goes to a sea level, and then he yeah. goes to like a volcano or fire level, and then I think he goes to the Bowser level. So that's probably what the fourth avatar is going to be. Yeah, yeah. Take a cue. And then there's going to be a fifth avatar as well. Uh huh. Nice. Uh, yeah. That one's just a platformer. Can I give it a half stamp? Yeah, yeah. So a not hamp. worth it. I'll give it a hamp. Yeah, I think that needs. I mean, a sound. it's long. <laughs> If it was a bit shorter, it would be a bit more palatable. Yeah. Hamp of approval. Hamp of... Hamp, hamp of, of revel. Hamp of revel. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Here, on the rocky isles of Sherbert, live two of the most fascinating species of all time. The trouble is, due to intensive poaching, their numbers have been dwindling fast. Their phenotypes, that is, their outward characteristics, are rather remarkable, as they both appear very similar, despite being completely different. One is a tetrapod with four limbs, and the other has no limbs whatsoever. Heavier Ursus and Heavier Involvulus, known also as the gummy bear and gummy worm, feed on a diet of fried eggs, cherries, milk bottles, and the occasional sherbet dibdabs. Here, a gummy bear, in all its colorful glory, yellow, red, and a darker shade of red, can be seen eating what it thinks is a rare delicacy, but to most it is just cardboard, 
a typical sugar-filled flying saucer. Right, moving on. Now I've bored everyone about that. You know what I need to do? I need to think of some better examples of um, dialogue in movies where they're trying to rush introduce mm. things. Uh, maybe for the next episode I'll do that. I'll come up with some examples. Yeah. Happy maybe. wedding day, sis! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So... I don't know how well this is going to work, so... Okay. I What's have the done premise? Some game, game intro music. Do-do-do, sound clip game. Do-do-do, can he guess? Do-do-do, reverse the words. Do-do-do, sound clip game. Very good. Thank you. Can yeah. you believe I just came up with them? Right. What I've done, and this may not work, and if it doesn't, that's fine. I've taken some sound clips... Famous quotes from movies. Um, okay. For the listener at home, there's eight in total, if yeah. you get that far. Okay. And I have um, put them through my reverso machine. Okay. So I'm going <laughs> to... This I'm sounds gonna, really good. I'm going to play you the clip, and I think it's in e- ascending difficulties. So it should start... Relatively when I lis- easy. When I listen to them, I found them all... Very, I they were, they were more unrecognizable than I thought. <laughs> so this might be really difficult. But um, do you have the original files that I've got the, the originals? So I'll play yeah. the reversed, obviously. Yeah, yeah. My initial if I need plan a hint. was to record myself, um, saying it in reverse, and I yeah. tried it, and it was just impossible. So yeah. <clears throat> are you ready? I'm ready. So do we need a timer? One, uh, nah. no. Each one is worth one million points. Okay. So there's there's eight million. So there's a lot of points at stake here. Right. Got eight it. Eight million. Right. Are you? Let's see if this works. So the first one. You ready? I think I got stage fright. I think uh, eight million <laughs> is like you know. Yeah, I know. There's a lot on the line. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Yes. Yeah, I know that one. That that was good. Well, so that that is Tarzan swinging uh, through the jungle. Yeah. So in full. Yeah. Yeah. Well done, Alan. That I don't is... actually know which one it's from, but that it's a classic soundbite. The original. I don't know when. It sounds like he smacks straight into a tree. So, it's, yeah. Yeah. So that's one million points. Right. Okay. Off to Are the you start. Ready for yeah. number two. Uh huh. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You got that? Yeah, I got it. I got it. <laughs> Can we just play it again? For the yeah. Happy <laughs> boy. Yeah. <laughs> the, the accent comes through, I think. Yeah, it does. It does. Even though it's backwards. <clears throat> it's yeah. I'll be back from Two Arnold Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. I'll be back. Yeah. I'll be back. Yeah. From Terminator 2. Is it the second one, is it? Yeah, because Terminator <clears throat> 1, he's. An... He's a bad guy. He's a bad guy, yeah. Alright, this next one. Okay, 
I think might be a bit more difficult. Right, so you're on two million points. Well done. Right. Can you get up to three million? Mm-hmm. Here we go. <laughs> oh my hard. god! Oh hard. my god! Wait, what? Wait, wait! I'm just I'm locating the files inside my head and just like <laughs> opening cabinets up. and. Uh, Are you in your mind palace? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to hear it I, I, I do. I do want to hear that again, yeah. Imagine... All right, I'll play it again, and if you can't get it, I'll set the scene a bit. Okay. Oof, that's hard. That is hard. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to reverse it, like li- li- literally. Should I set the scene a bit? Yeah, please, please, please. Okay, so you're in. Your, <clears throat> I've not actually seen the film, so I'm going okay. off classic, well-known imagery of the scene. Uh-huh. So you're in kind of like a, a, a lab. Yeah. Lightning. Oh. I- yeah, yeah. You've got it. Eureka, it's alive! Yes. Uh, yeah. Frankenstein, yeah. yeah. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Well, yeah, that, that's why it was really hard, because I've never actually heard the original soundbite. Um, yeah. Yeah, so in full. You had to get a clue for that one, so that's half a million. All right, okay. That, so okay. you're now on 3,500,000. I think I'll be able to feed my family with those points. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can yeah. cash them in. Okay, yep. this one, I reckon you'll get. You ready? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you can tell already. Uh... But you've got to get the right quote. So you know who it is, I guess. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, Luke, I am your father. Close. It, I'll... Do you want to get exact wording? Oh, it's um, Luke. Uh, you, you know, a long time ago, uh, <laughs> you were a glint in my eye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not Luke. He says. He says, "I am your father." Right, here we go. You ready? He yeah. told me you killed him. No, I am your father. He says, "No." Yeah. I am your father. That's a common thing that everyone mm. thinks it's Luke. I am your father. Yeah. But, but I'll give you the no. full mill for that. So now you're on. Yeah. Four and a half million. Nice. Points. Not doing too badly. Not. You could bad hear it in the music and the. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter which way, if that's backwards or forwards. Mm. Yeah. And he's got that lovely baritone. Yeah. Voice, isn't he? Fantastic. Okay, this one, I think we're getting into the uh, the pretty tricky ones now. Okay. Okay, so here we go. <laughs> I was listening actually way too much to the music because it, it, it yeah. seemed very uh, Does it give you the movie? familiar. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds almost German. Yeah. Good, 
Can you can you get the 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 music? That, it feels that. like another sort of Star Wars. It I mean it feels like another John Williams. Um I'll give you a clue. I'll set the scene for yeah. you a bit if you like. Yeah, yeah. Okay, oh, so it's just fantasy. Yeah. Right? Um, that's an elf speaking. Yeah. You got the movie yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's one of the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> You'll never get it just by trying oh, to... Wait, wait, wait. so it's... it's the, the Legolas has to say something. For, yeah, it's Legolas. Surely. But it's not the stupid line where it's like, blood has been shed tonight, because it sounds like he's about to go into battle. Why is, is that a stupid line? Blood has been shed tonight. Oh, because it's really, like, overly dramatic, and he's, like, looking at the sunset, and for some reason that means that blood has been shed <laughs> It's like it's like red red sky in the morning. Yeah. Shepherd's warning. Red sky at night. Shepherd's delight. But it's a red sky at night. Shall I give it? Shall I tell you? He's quipping to the dwarfs. It's not a quip. There's a famous. There's a famous song. Uh huh. Um, on YouTube. Staying alive. Clipped out of this. Oh, the, they're taking the, Isen, uh, uh, the the hobbits to Isengard. They're taking the hobbits to Isengard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. So that's oh, well, half. I'm, that's half a million. So is that half or quarter? Uh, all right, I just okay, do half. Go, half is easier to count. I can't remember what you want. So that was the tenth one. So you're you're now on. You're now on four, four and a half million. million. <clears throat> okay, four million. Yeah. Okay, do you want to keep going? Oh, definitely. All right, Seb, this more. is this is a phenomenal game. There's a few more. You ready? Yeah. This one's a bit longer. Right. Okay. I'm all ears. I ain't gonna I Forrest Gump. Okay. Quit you. Life is like a box of chocolates. Yes. Yeah. My mom always said life was like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're gonna get. It's the accent again, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So that puts you on five million. So that puts you out on of five seven. Million. There's one more. It's two more. Two more. Okay. Ooh, this one's gonna be hard. Right. You won't get this one. Saying that sarcastically. No, I, you won't get this. Oh, that's hard. Oh my god. Can you get the move? It sounds kind of German. Do you hear those noises in the background? Yeah, it sounds like it's from The Great Escape. No, no, so no, those noises in the it, background. It's... Not I hear a motorbike 
And a dog. It's not um, a motorbike. It's not a motorbike. Okay, because I was thinking Great Escape and German accent. I'll, I'll tell you the actor, and this may help you, it may not. Yeah. Okay, so the actor is Jeremy Irons. Oh, that's, that's I'm his voice. It is. Jeremy Irons. If you Google him, it might tell you what, what the movie is, maybe. I recognize his face. Well, I've seen and his face. You don't see his face in this movie, though. He is playing an animated character. It's it's a animated movie, cartoon. Have I seen it? Yes, you have. Yeah, definitely. It's quite old, nineties. 90s, so it's not Kung Fu Panda. No, it's, it's not hand-drawn. Yeah, Disney movie. So it's gonna be a Lion King. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's uh. You you you're not gonna get this. You're not gonna get this. Yeah. Pay attention to that first word. See if you can get that. It's Mustafa. Last word he says is Mufasa. Yeah, Mufasa. 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 If you're not a massive fan of, like, don't know, well, maybe you won't get this. I th I threw him off the, you know, I I let him die type of thing. He's. You've got the sentiment right. Yeah. So that's probably worth maybe five hundred points. Okay. Okay. So that brings you up to four million. Five hundred. Yeah. I'm right. I killed Mufasa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I Spoiler thought it alert. was something like that. Yeah. Yeah. If you okay. haven't seen The Lion King. Okay. Right. That was a tough one. To make mm -hmm. up for it, this last one is worth a hundred million points. All right. Okay. This is the big one. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Okay, you ready? Okay. Oh my god, wait. <laughs> the theme the theme tune, the theme tune. Yeah, I'm hearing I'm sure someone someone at home's got that. Sure. Oh, what is so familiar and yet so distorted? Is is it something like the Matrix and Deja Vu? No. <clears throat> no. It's it is a well-known movie. And we've spoken about it on here before. I think we've given this quote on this. Really? Oh God, I should know it. Um, I'll have to count you down. It's never. It's never like my heart has never fainted. No, uh, no, 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 not for the. It's a movie. Five. One that. We, Three, one that we like a lot. Two, uh, 
<laughs> okay, I'll give you a clue. Yeah. Okay, you'll get the you'll you'll get the movie straight away when I say this. So imagine mm-hmm. a boat um on um a beach and there's a man cleaning it. Oh yeah, it's for like redemption. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know what he says. I, I don't know what he's saying. He didn't say it at that point. Mm-hmm. Although it is near the end. Well, it, it, it it's a quote comes up a few times in the movie. It's not the part where he's threatened by the other guy who needs a little bit of, um, you know. Meet me in Mexico? <laughs> no, 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 uh, no, 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 no. How did he, like, where has he gone? How did he escape that room? Do you give up? I give up. I guess it comes down to a simple choice, really. Get busy living. You get busy dying. What bit is that? So it's Shawshank Redemption, but... He says, get busy living, get busy dying. That bit, well, yeah. that bit is quite near the end. That's just before Andy Dufresne escapes. But who says it? That was because it's not Andy. Yeah, that was Andy talking there. Andy Dufresne. Does he say that? Oh, you got to rewatch that film, my friend. Oh my god, yeah. No, I I really enjoy that film. It's one of those like, yeah, you yeah. know, one of those like justice moments, like yeah. So that one was worth hundred million points, mm-hmm. and he didn't get it. No. No, but I did. I I think I did well. Four million. Uh, was it four million or five million? It was. It was. Maybe several maybe. million. Yeah. So that's pretty All good. All right. Yeah. Well done. Well done. I hope you enjoyed the game. And yeah. That's if the end of the game. If if you enjoyed this, send it to someone else and try and get them to guess. Are See you if they're me? better than me. No, the listener, <laughs> the the <laughs> one listener. Right, Al, let's wrap this up. I'm going to go make some dinner. Yes. Uh, that was really good. And you need, to, you need to tell me how you did that so I can make some games as well. And we'll, yeah. we'll from now on, we'll have more games. You know, yeah. that, was, yeah. that was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, right. See you later. All right. Bye. Bye, my friend. Bye-bye.